Welcome to another Madman Recap, everybody. We're coming to you again live, high atop the Brooklyn studios here in Brooklyn, New York. My name is Paul. I'll be your host, and I'm joined, as always, by our good friend and co-host, uh, Dr. John in Columbus, Ohio. How are you, John? Hello, good. Yourself? Well, I've got some sad news, John. What's going on? Some truly sad news. Our special guest, um, Kate, will uh, not be joining us oh. uh, tonight. Yes, I'm sorry. Uh, it turns out she's doing better, everybody. Don't worry. Uh, but she's still got a nasty cough, and if if she came on the show tonight, it would be about three coughs per minute, and I think it might make things a little difficult to listen to, John. Okay. Now, we're promised to have her back next week. You doing something for that cough? Uh, no. <laughs> Lots of fresh air, John. Is that what I should do? You're the doctor here. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Good. We take, did. Care. take care of her. She'll be fine. We, yeah, she's she's feeling better, but you know it's slow going when you got a when you got a bad cough. But that said, John, yeah, there was a new episode last night. Yeah, what'd you think? I did. You know, I liked it a lot. Um, a whole different tone I, from last week. A different tone from last week. I I, uh, I liked last week's better. Yep. I had more fun last week. Okay. This was a little too introspective, too touchy feely for me, John. I'm gonna guess Don had more fun this week. You think? Well. I think you're right. And that, my friends, should bring us into the three things that we learned for The Summer Man, episode 408. Well, not really 408, but fourth season, uh, eighth episode. Three things we learned, John. I'm real excited. Would you like to hear them? Please. Number one, there's a brewing showdown between Joan's boobs and Peggy's balls. And I don't know who's going to win out. I've always got my money, though on Joan's boobs. You got nothing on that for me, John? No, I can't wait for number two. Oh, wow. That was an awkward silence. <laughs> it hurt It hurt me. Uh, number two, Don brought a gift to baby Jean's birthday so he wouldn't be the only elephant in the room. All right. Whiz bang. Ah. Number three. <laughs> turns out, John, and I did not know this. This is not something I knew, but it turns out all the best stuff in New York goes down in taxi cabs. Oh, I know. Just, just what I've heard, John. Just what I've heard. I, I, I can't imagine that's true. Those floors are sticky. Okay, I don't know why you've been spending time on floors of taxi cabs, but I'd like to move straight into the episode before I find out, John. Take me in. All right. Well, the episode takes us into the New York Athletic Club swimming pool. We see Don has hit a new exercise kick. Remember, it used to be just push-ups in the bedroom, but no more. Don has gone the way of the water and is trying to get himself in shape. And once he enters the pool, this is this is a new thing for the show, actually. As far as I can remember, it's uh, the first time we have any kind of narrative. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, narrative. Uh, so Don's swimming, and then we kind of flash to his apartment. And uh, who knew Don's a journaler? Is that a term? Well, I'd like to say, uh, in, in the pool, we find him having a bit of a rough time. I mean, after smoking for so many years and uh, only having the exercise of bringing the glass to your face and setting it down on the desk, uh, it's a little tough to just jump right in the pool and, uh, you know, uh, pick things up where you left off. He has some good old hacking time, cuffing real bad, uh, and then uh, in the locker room, looks as if someone beat him to death. Yeah, yeah, he's looking rough. It was not easy out there, John. And they, uh, right away they tell us exactly where we are. He dates his little journal, 615, 
65. You're so. missing. You're John. You're skipping. Th- what, do you do, we, no. You, yes. You're, you've jumped ahead. My no, friend. I haven't. You have totally jumped ahead. You didn't even uh, talk about him coming out of the uh, out of the pool. They're playing the Stones. Very 60s. Hitting me over the head with it, John. <laughs> Are we watching the same episode? I don't think so. All right. Anyways, uh, mid-June, 65. But yes, he's in the pool. He's exercising. We're hearing him saying uh, in the narrative that he is, uh, you know, he's uh, just, things are a mess. He's reflecting on what he's become. And... Um, and then he gets out of the New York Athletic Club. I thought it was really kind of neat. Like it, uh, it's very much like a kind of a period moment. You know, we have like the old timey taxi cab drive by, and the old timey stroller drive by, and the old timey sailors walk by in their outfits. And he's got the smell of corn in his nose as summer is approaching. That's weird. You know, I told you just the other day. There's somebody's growing corn down the street from me here in Brooklyn. That's right, just right on the sidewalk. Yeah, you said that. Yeah, weird, weird. But uh, what's even more weird is that uh, Miss Blankenship has had a cataract surgery. Well, thank God. And uh, she's wearing the giant post-cataract surgery glasses. Are those are those what they look like? Uh, they look actually not terribly dissimilar today. They're still enormous. Yeah. Um, but they're more like wraparound today. And, I, st- uh, I still appreciate uh, Blankenship and her hilarity. Uh, she, uh, you know, uh, we're real worried. Don says, do you need some more time? She says, no, Roger, I'm fine. And Don's like, oh, God. And then she's like, I'm joking with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, Blankenship, you got me again. You got me again. And then we go and we find out the, uh, the office has gotten a vending machine. And it's causing nothing but trouble, John. It is. It's a big mess. Uh, and so apparently the vending machine took some money from uh, Bucktooth Ken and Joey, who's famous for his small hands, tried this to get up. Try to get up there to get uh, get the missing change, and it stole his watch. That I don't understand. Now you know what's funny is I feel I feel as if uh, uh, there's two things I realize from 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 uh, from from this that are, I think are true to life. That I, th- I think it really is a strategy uh, that people used in offices to put vending mas- ma- machines in. It did make people um, more productive. You thought you thought it did make people more productive? Yes, I think this is a real strategy that um, that offices use, so that people can like satisfy that mid afternoon snack to keep working. Right, without leaving the office. Gotcha. More productivity, John. All right. So, uh, anyways, we get our uh, our one and only glimpse of Pete Campbell for this episode. Oh man, was he pissed? Uh, it was. He's also surprised. Apparently, he didn't know they had a vending machine. Yeah, what's Pete doing, man? Pete's working too hard. Too hard. But uh, the big the big point of the episode is that now Joan has a problem with our little buddy Joey. Man, Joey's a dick. He really is. He kind of smarts like, off to her. What's his problem, man? I don't know. I guess he just doesn't like being told what to do. I guess. I don't like him, John. I don't. No, he definitely has a, a, a temper. Uh, although I can't blame him for snickering at the mooning. Oh no! If when you get mooned while someone's yelling at you, yeah, uh, he was mooned by Stanley here, as uh, as Joan is telling him that this kind of behavior is in, is, is unacceptable. He, he can't be he can't be talking back to Joan and calling her mom and saying all these things to her to her, and uh, and he does, and then you know what? He just turns it around on her, uh, uh, calls her a sh- uh, that she tells. I'm sorry, tells her that she walks around the office 
trying to get raped what and then says what that he does she is she's a shit he doesn't need uh, 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 to get to, to hear something about the uh, learning the ropes from a Shanghai hooker John yeah he's he's um I mean, and he explains this a little bit later on about what his philosophy is dealing with this type of a person, but it really just doesn't feel like he can take, um, you know, take take being told what to do. Would you feel comfortable in any setting calling uh, someone a Shanghai hooker? Uh, can, pro- probably in China. Can you? Can, okay, so if you're in Shanghai, right? If you're in Shanghai and, you're, and you meet a hooker, right? You could say, hey, you're a Shanghai hooker. But other than that, there's really no place for that kind of language, John. But she wouldn't understand anyways. No, not, not, how, not how you'd say it. Anyways, so Joe, this really breaks up Joe. And you know what, what's uh, killer is that she was in this office at one point and did get raped in the office. And not in this office. Not in this office. Old office. Old office. Yeah. And now you she's, just leave that behind you. And now she's so broken up from her little interaction that uh, she's going to go home. But before she goes home, she gets one last chance to lay into Peggy. Man, what's her deal? Why has she got to be hating on Peggy so much? I mean, we know. Because she's put so much time and work in, and her career has really literally gone nowhere, fizzled at best. Uh, and, and Peggy continues to be a uh, success story. Uh, but kind of by you know, kind of by her choice, though. You know, Joan, Joan dresses for this part. You know, she does play this role. I don't think she can hide, John. Let's be honest. Sure, she could. They they had moo-moos then. Fair. I can't even say fair enough to that. All right. So she lays into her. She's upset. She sees the boys laughing. She's out of there. She leaves the office. And uh, before we get to see her at home with uh, Dr. Rapey, uh, we get another ha-ha from the blanket ship. She's carrying over, waddling over with four big bottles of Canadian Club. Uh, Peggy <laughs> says, uh, it's nice to see you. I mean, it's nice you're back. It's nice to see you. Anyway, Blankenship, what up? But so uh, we, we start to see Don turn in the corner. He's like, look, I'm good. I don't need that. That's four bottles of whiskey, man. That's a Canadian club for a Canadian listener who seems to be overjoyed at this fact. Um, that's a lot of booze, John. And he's like, I'm good. And uh, sends her back, wants some more cigarettes, which isn't going to help the swimming, but... Probably better than falling into the bottom of a bottle. Indeed. And uh, and then then we get to go back to the apartment with Joan and uh, Doctor uh, Greg Harris, who one listener points out to, looks like he always has a wad of chaw in his upper lip. I don't. It is very prominent. Is it? Is yeah. there? No, I don't see the wad, but it really kind of pouches I, out a little bit. I guess so. I guess I'll take that. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking, what's her name? Has that smirk on her face all the time. So we all, you know, we yeah. all see different things. But, <laughs> but, but so we find out he has a timeline. He is now getting shipped off to basic training uh, this week, today. Cause he's Thank God. Him. Get this guy on it. I've been, we've been waiting for him to get shipped off for what feels like a decade. And uh, he probably won't be back ever. Uh, so, so hopes everyone who watches the show. That's true. This could be the very last time we see the good doctor. I mean, do you think secretly Joan hopes too? I, I, right now, I think Joan is a mess. I don't think Joan knows anything right now. Things have not gone as planned. No. No. Although, At all. You know, although the office is successful, or getting more successful. True. Personally, she's really struggling. Things are tough, man. And, um, and then we, we leave Joan, and we go back to Don the journaling. Is this where he's cooking up the Dinty more? 
Is this where he's cooking up the dinty more? Yeah. Did he, he break out the beef stew? He breaked out. He breaked out the beef stew right here, and uh, yep, yeah, that's an old can of dinty more. I'm a big fan of dinty more, folks. But let me tell you, there is a dangerous amount of sodium uh, in, in that in that tasty, tasty beef stew. And, uh, you know, it's Don's just getting off one problem and on to another, John. <laughs> but speaking of getting off a problem, I think it's really important to point out that he is still having beer, which hey, is, is hey, actually whoa, a great... Whoa, It's a great way to get out of alcoholism, John. Exactly. Yeah. Because if, if he just had stopped, he'd be in the hospital right now in Trevor. Oh, right, because he was like a full-blown, uh, you know, alcoholic. Right. Right, his body would have gone uh, gone into uh, DTs, and he'd be admitted for a while. So he's doing a self-wean job, so he doesn't need the 12-step program. A self-wean job. That's uh, There's a couple Man. ways to take that. but there. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, but anyways, he's kind of bemoaning the fact that he's going to miss out on little baby Jean's birthday party. And, he's, uh, he's, he also uh, remarks uh, about what he'd like to do. He's like, there's some things I'd like to do. I'd like to climb, climb Mount Kilimanjaro. Does he say that? He does. Well, actually, anything in Africa. Just head to okay. Africa. Get there. Yeah. You know? And then he said he's, he'd like to have control over his feelings, John. He's coming to terms with his problems. Yeah, he, does, he, doesn't, he doesn't want to be that man. And that man being the drunk that we've seen the last several weeks. Yeah. I mean, that's the guy we all love, though. No, we don't love the drunk. Oh no, did I said that wrong? We want Moving we on. want the guy that's in control. We do. That's true. The tough, cool guy in control. Yeah. Anyway, from there we move back to the office. He's having a meeting with good old Ken Cosgrove, Stan, and Peggy. Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew, indeed. They uh, don't like some of the art. It's kind of a blah blah whatever. Um, the big kind of thing in the scene is that uh, good old Kenny Cosgrove is pulling some. Pouring some uh, some booze for everybody, the hand one to Don, and he he knows like he just it's only going to take one to get him rolling again. No, no, I disagree. I think no, no, he, no. I think he finally has the introspection to be like, what the hell is going on with this? I don't think he's worried about rolling back into. I think he a is. world of hurt. I think he is. I think you'd have to be. I don't know. You don't just turn around one day and be like, oh, "I'm better." Well, no, but that's the thing. I mean, the, I mean, alcoholics are not specific to a specific booze. You know, I mean, this is why he's drinking the beer and having the wine and still sipping the liquor, as we see later. He's weaning down. I think he's really like as he's looking at you know as they had kind of that. You're they, not, okay. Hold on. As hold they on. Do the, just just hey, stop. Yeah, I'm mad. Uh, are you saying? That this as this guy as an alcoholic doesn't see this full glass of tasty tasty Canadian club as a little bit of a problem. No, I I, I think he sees the whole drinking air the whole thing as a problem. He's not worried about a relapse. He's wondering to himself, why is this a thing? No, I agree. I agree with that. But I think there's also a problem. I mean, you can't just start up again, man. But no, you're not going to be an alcoholic. To whiskey alone and then drink beer and be okay. Okay, whatever. All right, all right, doctor, fine. Throw it around. Throwing your weight around, fine. I got this I one. I, I know you got it. That's, Take what, it. that's one for me there, Bob. Okay. 
Anyway, yes, we see this kind of uh, a camera move where he does. He focuses on uh, Ken going in for a refill and Peggy just drinking it like it's no problem. I, 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 do, think <laughs> you're to- I do think you're totally right on that. Where it, it is like, holy, holy shit. Uh, we drink a lot. Which, uh, yeah, it isn't good. It isn't good at all. Um, we start talking about how the Mountain Dew work needs to be redone, redrawn. Stan says that they're spreading him kind of thin. Don says, okay, uh, let's get uh, Joey on for uh, another couple weeks because he's a freelancer, so you need to, you know, bring him off and on and stuff. So he yells to Blankenship to get uh, Joan in here. And uh, Peggy says, don't do that. It startles her. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Joan, uh, Joan comes in. And tries to throw a little bit of, uh, you know, I don't know about this Joey character situation down. And, Pe- and uh, Peggy tries to get some specifics, and she's like, ah, eh, what's it, what is Yeah, exactly. Don says, boys will be boys. Let's just figure it out. And I think the whole thing kind of fizzles out uh, with, uh, you know, Joey probably being called back in. If I'm not mistaken. Right. Well, And, and so we, we flash over to Joey. Uh, this time in... Harry Crane's office. This is just such a weird scene. Oh I, I don't my know God, what's more weird so... about it. The fact that Harry Crane's trying to pitch Joey an acting job and he had a picture of Joey or the fact that uh, Harry Crane has an autographed picture of Grandpa from the Clampets on his yeah. table. Yeah, I don't... I. It, it, we, uh, there was one comment from our good friend Jen who says that Crane's office looks like the damn set from Masterpiece Theater. Indeed it does. <laughs> Indeed it very much does. This came across as altogether extremely gay. Uh, what? Number, number one is office, and he keeps telling uh, he keeps telling our little buddy here how, how good looking he is. How he no. should be in the pictures. What? Why does he want to do this favor for him? I, I don't know. The office is just really weird. Danny had this uh, had the same opinion when he came out of the office. I mean, the, 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 the orange the orange pattern chair, the like the giant bowl of peaches on the coffee table. The kid is so small that chair looks oversized. It really does. It does. It is literally it's like a wa- there's like a wagon wheel bar set in yeah. the back of the office. He does so. He looks like a hobbit in that chair. Oh, it is ridiculous, John. It is ridiculous. That office needs to be burned to the ground. But it might take the rest of the... It, man, that really is a wagon wheel bar. God. It is a wagon wheel bar. <laughs> I'm sorry. But anyway, just this weird proposition. Joey's like, mm, I'm good. And walks out. And then, then we kind of get into it some more where Peggy comes up. Like, what What did you do? You know, because Peggy, Peggy knows. Peggy knows there was some interaction. Between uh, him and Joan. Yeah. And that's when he explains his whole... This is, you know, he he knows ladies like Joan. He knows how to handle them. Yeah, calls and, overgrown uh, secretaries. Says the the pen around the neck is just to to bring bring attention to their bosom. Indeed, indeed. I don't think he said it as eloquently, John, but you always do. Peggy tells him to just listen, look out. She runs this place. You need to be respectful, if not only for me, for your own good, for Christ's sake. And Joyce is fine. I mean, it's not like he buys in at all. He just says it to have her stop. Yeah. But then, John. Yeah. Then we go to the scene, which I know all our listeners were just were just mm, burning to see. Burning. Uh, everybody's favorite and mine, Betty Francis, uh, comes on your screen. Uh, Betty and Henry Francis are uh, going to dinner in the city. It looks as if 
They're going to meet uh, some, uh, it's a bit of a, uh, uh, I don't know, would you call it a business meeting for Henry Francis? Oh, absolutely. This is with Ralph Steuben, and they're going to be talking politics for actually the upcoming presidential election in 72. I see. A couple of presidential elections away. Um, and they meet up with a, a still existent fancy Italian restaurant called Barbetta. Indeed. Have you ever been there? I go there every Thursday night. It's on 46th between 8th and 9th. So just oh my few, goodness! Just a few blocks down. Just a few blocks from the office. I'm gonna have to stop in and have some macaroni. But yeah, so they they go there. They meet up with Ralph. They're gonna talk politics. They see Don there on the date. Who uh, is sitting on the other side of the room, John? But Don Draper. Yes. I'm sorry. I, I needed to I needed to bring a little bit more feeling to. No, that. no. And keep that coming. The rest of the show, you've been flagging. Thank uh, you. Uh, yeah, it was altogether stomach turning, John. You can just. I mean, Betty just turns into a pile of shaking poo. That's right. I said it. <laughs> she wants, I mean, she wants to leave right away. Uh, and the minute she sees him, she needs a drink. I mean, this is, this, this is concerning uh, for Henry Francis. I mean, it's obvious that she is not only not over Don, Don has some kind of weird power over her. Which we've known all along. He has weird power over everybody, everybody. John. It's unexplained. It's like he's passing down warlock power. Oh, no. I feel so bad for B, uh, Baby Jean. Baby Jean captured that power. Don't feel bad for Baby Jean. Baby Jean will triumph. Anyway, they do the right thing. They go over and say hello. And I think, and I'm not sure, she gives the blue meanies to Bethany like we've never seen. Oh, no. Yeah, this this was a, a rare occurrence where Betty's pissed off. Come on. <laughs> you know, I'm just surprised she didn't start slapping everyone in the restaurant one by one. <laughs> One by one, I don't know you, a slap. I don't know you, a slap. Uh, it is very, it, it is, uh, it, it is so awkwardly cordial. Uh, I don't even know how it went down. But um, as soon as uh, they get done saying hello, they uh, they go to their table, uh, and Henry Francis starts talking election and business and getting behind the candidate and what the hoo ha. And uh, Betty's like, I gotta. Um, I just excuse me a minute. She runs to the bathroom, apparently drops her purse on the floor in a tizzy, uh, goes down in the stall, and uh, shakingly, uh, once she gets her purse back, gets a cigarette and tries to pull herself together as she takes some toilet paper to pad the sweat off her uh, her brow, John. But not only her brow, this sweat had made its way to her pits. That's where it usually comes from. I think Fair she was enough. just she was protecting that dress. I mean that, if that you have to. I mean that was like a, a rhinestone studded little number she had there. It is. It's funny how they're do you feel like they're making her look a little bit older? Absolutely. She definitely has some age to her, which is uh I I, I don't know. It's a bit strange. It, I just don't I don't expect her to, to look as much older as she does. And I think part of that is to kind of uh, help build into her insecurity later in the episode when she says, you know, he, he was with this girl that was 15. You know, Dude, I, for all I know, she is 15. And by the way, uh, her name is Bethany, right? Oh, yes. Miss Van Eyes. Cool it, Van Eyes. That's all I got to say. She's pushing a little too hard for me here. What does she expect? You think she's pushing now? Okay. Uh, very well done. Uh, she uh, she's get she's she's getting on Don about how he doesn't call her enough, how he's not trying hard enough in the relationship, how blah blah. Who cares? Why are you still talking? And I love Don's response. He's like, "Listen, 
I'm here with you right now. Seriously, she's got to relax. I I don't know. The whole thing kind of kind of was annoying to me. I I'm I'm sorry. I we, we we this is one of those situations where we need Kate here to say something so that people stop calling us um, insensitive. <laughs> I yeah probably. I'm insensitive. I can't help it. Uh, should we should we move on to uh, the car ride home? Well, this is this is great. I like I like how they do this because you you juxtapose two incredibly different car ride homes. Oh yes. Oh my yes, I can tell you what Henry Francis wish he had been in the other car. Uh, all, all, this this whole scene was extremely uh, uncomfortable for um, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Francis as uh, Betty goes back to her childlike ways of uh, pouting and being angry, and at one point, John telling him to stop the car, she's getting out. Yes, yes. <laughs> Brilliantly done. In her defense, this is after Henry Francis says, what are you, a wino? No, seriously, Henry. Yeah, I can't have a couple drinks to relax, to unwind. That's not alcoholism. Exactly. (laughs) And then we find out that Henry hates Nazis. Hey, who doesn't, though, John? Other Nazis. We don't like Nazis here on the Mad Men recap. I thought we were a friend to all. Except Nazis. (laughs) Right. Oh, and the French. <laughs> and there's no correlation there. Don't take that the wrong way. Of course there's not. They were invaded by the Nazis. All I'm saying uh, is that this was, a, this was an embarrassing piece of work uh, for Betty. Uh, not winning any fans here again. I'm sure we'll get some emails condemning her, as always. And, and, and the scene ends with, with Henry just telling her to shut up. Uh, that was awesome. Shut up. You're drunk. And so we move. Poor, poor Henry Francis is realizing uh, slowly, and by slowly, I mean not so slowly, the mistake he has made by marrying this bag of insanity. I thought you were going to say shivering pile of poo. <laughs> no, she's not shivering anymore. Uh, we then we then go from that car ride, which is altogether frigid, to a to a hot oven of love car ride, John, if I may say so myself. Uh, Don uh, has finally. Uh, I don't know, crack that nut when it comes to uh, Bethany. And uh, uh, they're having a, uh, a, a uh, you know, altogether intimate ride home um, in the back of a taxi uh, in Manhattan, uh, smooching a bit, if you will. And uh, I'm sorry, there's an old, there seems to be a police officer outside. Um, she, uh, Bethany then looks longingly at, not longingly, but um, kind of um, daringly. All right. No, no, kind of daringly up at the cab driver. And then um, apparently from, from what I can tell, dropped a, match, a book of matches on the floor of the cab and had to pick them up. I thought she was offering to polish his belt. <laughs> Probably. I think that was it. Now that I think about it. You're right. Nobody just drops matches and picks them up. But a well-polished belt is the key to a man's heart, John. Thank you. <laughs> and as soon as as soon as she disappears from screen, to uh, to, to to really work that into a lather. Uh, oh. <laughs> I thought this was a family show, John. Don Don. I'm not comes gonna out. I'm not gonna let you get away with that. Don comes out with his narrator. I'm embarrassed. No no no, no no no. We need to talk about this. Don't you know how to polish leather? You have to Stop lather it. it first. Stop it. Stop it. All right. All right. So she's blowing Don. 
<laughs> Is that where we left off? And Don's first uh, narrating comment is, she's a sweet girl. Apparently so. And, uh, you know, but I think it's it's interesting as the narrator voice continues and she gets out of the cab. And he's like, you know, he looks up at the Barbizon and every window has a girl like that. You know, this this Bethany is nothing more than one in a thousand. Well, in Don's case, uh, one in a billion. <laughs> Although the 60s have slowed down. Uh for for our good for our good friend. Um, oh, that's true. This is no is this no longer the year of the whore. I, I get <laughs> moving on. Uh, I don't even. You've thrown me off so completely uh, on this episode, John. I'm not. I'm pull it together. Come on. I'm pull, I'm trying. I got to turn my fan on here. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, we see him. Uh, we see him asleep. He says he's like sleeping alone, like it's a skydiver. I don't know. Yes. Well, you know, I think you know he's for the first time uh, that since we've seen him, he's 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 reflecting on what uh, on uh, on his life and actually trying to to change it. Where I think in the past we've seen him uh, many times reflecting on things that he's done and making no no real effort to change. Right. Like how, how many times did he come home? Um, to the family eat dinner and kind of we had that slow draw camera where he's like thinking about what a bastard he is for uh the whole bobby barrett thing and then uh remember that scene in season one or two where he was shaving yeah um and man he just seemed to really really be heartbroken by what a bastard he is mm-hmm. but then in this episode you find him uh twice uh sort of doing the right thing <laughs> sort of and at the same well, time not really well, I think more so uh, will we see uh, at the end of the episode. But uh, but anyways, you know, he comes into work and he uh, overhears the lovely Dr. Miller uh, having a spat, if you will, with apparently a, 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 a guy friend. A living boyfriend, John, possibly. Who, uh, who she suggests is goes relieve himself in the ocean. Take a shit in the ocean. Uh, this was one of the most Twittered back comments um, <laughs> yesterday. Uh, I there was there are some weird sayings in this uh, ep- episode. Um, somebody tells Joey that he's a real haircut. Yep, yep, that's coming. That's up. a bit. That's a bit odd. Um, I have not, to my knowledge, taken a shit in the ocean. Although I think it would be unwise. I also think you would know. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, we then uh, flash uh, back to uh, a, a, a uh, altogether frigid morning with uh, Henry Francis um, and Betty Francis. Uh, he is not in the mood to just let that go, John. No, no, that was a, uh, it really bummed him out, you know, because it was a big deal, like the from a from a uh, business stand, you know, from a pol- a career, a yeah, career, a career, a, 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 career uh, a political career standpoint. And it's not like she made it impossible you know it's not like she completely ruined it but she really put a, a huge dent on the evening um and so he's still kind of uh, bummed out and she tries to make excuses and defend herself and he's like whatever this is this is something i noticed though <clears throat> she does look as if she must have been trashed because uh her hair is still up in the same uh situation it was the night before and it looks as if there's still some eye makeup uh smeared around oh she was she was yeah she was drunk I didn't see how there was time for her to get tanked. Well, we didn't see the whole dinner. 
No, I guess not. And um, and so, despite Henry's uh, pontification on how he doesn't hate people and he's an adult, he decides to accidentally put the car into drive and smash Don's boxes. Uh... Not ter- you know, not not terribly a grown up thing to do. Not terribly, but I think I I would have done the same. Really? I'm a child. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't noticed yet, uh, we get uh, back to the office, and uh, Joey's coming up with a uh, a uh, very creative uh, new drink that includes Mountain Dew. That's right, John. You can try this at home. Uh, you take a you take a whole lot of vodka and a little bit of Mountain Dew and you mix it up with a pencil and you have a Joey. <laughs> I believe that's what they call it. They call it a Joey. <laughs> that's good. That's good. He's got something something going for him that he can fall back on. Oh, that guy's a jerk off. You know what we found? I think Stan is actually turning out to be kind of an all right guy. Yeah. You know, like when he's given all that business to Joan, Stan's always kind of like, uh, eh. Come on. Yeah. You know? Like he's certainly he's certainly not tell he's not telling him to stop. But yeah. he's not he's not trying to incite any uh any problems. No, I still think he falls under your jerk off category. He is still a jerk off. But uh Douche Crew Two, by the way, is another uh very, very uh twittered thing. People are loving the uh the term and I think uh, I'll have to agree with them. This is uh the perfect uh douche douche crew two. Speaking of the crew, what happened to our little guy? Where was he all this time? Oh, yeah. They brought in some other dude just to hang out who apparently can only uh, break a Xerox machine. <laughs> like, My only job here is to get covered in ink. Okay. okay. <laughs> okay. We don't know where you came from, but have a beer. But anyways, Joan, uh, Joan goes in to talk with Lane, and uh, she kind of says, look, this uh, this whole vending machine's a problem. And he's like, not really. We're making money. See? Told you. But, uh, and, th- and then, you know, they're, they're talking... And this is where uh, Joey gets a little on the, uh, what'd you say, profane? I would say utterly profane, John. Uh, he, he, draws, he draws what I, what I would uh, uh, call a not safe for work uh, picture. Uh, and uh, it is a, it is a, uh, a cartoon of uh, Joan doing what Bethany did to Don in the cab to Lane. Which is... Oh, my head hurts. (laughs) And, uh, you know, Pecky tries to be like, yeah, don't do that. Come on. Yeah, come on. That's guy, not cool. Let's let's work. Not cool, guys. Not cool. Yeah. And so she walks away, but they keep doing it. And and we have a a wonderfully stiff conversation between uh, the two Mr. Bettys and... (laughs) No, don't say that. All right. Uh, Henry Francis gives Don a call and says, "Uh, hey, uh, Don... I uh, just want to call you up. Uh, you still have a lot of stuff in the garage, and here's the thing. I bought a boat. Yep, I did. It's beautiful. Uh, and I, I'm going to need to put it in the garage, and your stuff is getting in the way, pal. So uh, you're going to have to come pick that up. Uh, you probably want to come on Saturday because the birthday of your son, who you're not really so welcome to come to, is on Sunday. Uh, so that'd be great if you could just, okay, bye. All together cold, John. Yep. And that was the intention. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Henry. I feel like in the in the uh, episodes prior, Henry Francis was better than this. Yeah, I think he's starting to get uh, worn down by Betty. As as I think anybody would, John. And most of us. 
Well, most of our listeners. I st- I'm still c- coming out on the side of Betty. All right. I mean, not really, but I'm I'm just trying to I'm just trying to play the other side. Anyway, uh, next thing we know. No, no, but, but before you move on, uh, just another key to your points as far as the drinking. You know. Yes. He he casts it a quick look and he's like, "That's not really the way to do this," and he yells out for some coffee. I don't see. I don't think that look is. That's not the way to handle this. That look is. Oh man, could I use one of those right now? Okay. No. Not really. I just think you're giving him too much credit. Maybe. And for yes, that's right. Whoever emailed and said that I think everything Don does is right. No, John. No, you're giving him. <laughs> you're giving him too much credit. I'm saying that he's looking at that bottle of booze longingly with a love stare, saying. Man, oh man! I don't know. I could, I'd want to party with you. I, I want to party with you. I think the I think the way the whole show started out with him saying in the very first scene that uh, you know about a man needing to cut down drinking um, just shows a lot more insight than than that. All right, fine. Uh, you're right. <laughs> I give up. I give up. Uh, <laughs> next thing we know, uh, we see. Uh, Peggy coming in to uh, complain to Joan that, hey, you know what? That damn machine just took some more of my money. Did you try putting another quarter in? Yes. Could What is going on? Did you call the number? They never pick up. Blah, blah, blah. Things aren't good. Honestly, Joan doesn't want to have to deal with this. Who would want to have to deal with this? Well, now she's got to deal with something else. A uh, cartoon oh. in her window. Oh, man. Not... Not cool. I, did they have to put it in the window? Well, if they wanted her to see it. Uh, but this this little speech is man. This is ooh. oh, that's that's old Joan coming out, just making just making it making it cold like Joan does. She gives him a speech. Uh, it's something to the effect, uh, unless you have the whole thing written down, John. Well, no. She says like, I cannot wait till all of you are in Vietnam because you guys will be pining for the fact that I was trying to make things easier for you. And says that, you know, when, when you're in the jungle and they're shooting at you, remember, you're not dying for me because I never liked you. That was amazing. And they're just all kind of dumbfounded. Like, did she really just say that? Yes. Yes, she did, Stan. Oh, man, I'm frightened. Um, now, uh, Peggy uh, is understandably upset by this. I think, you know, she still almost kind of looks up to Joan. Uh, you know, because Joan does is a very powerful, in control woman. Tries to be. Um, tries to yeah, give that. Yeah, I'm, yeah. She gives. She gives off that 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 feeling. So she goes to Don and says, uh, "Hey, man, listen. They're Joey's drawing this stuff. It's just not cool. Joan's seeing it's causing a problem." And Don's like, "Well, fire him." No, no. How mm-hmm. funny was his response, though? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You know, he looks at it, he goes narrative with perspective. Are you sure this oh, is yeah. Joey? <laughs> yeah, that's bad. That's true. That is pretty funny. Um, but yes, he ends up just telling her to fire him. And, and she's like, well, what, what, me? Yeah. And he's like, listen, if I do it, you're going to just look like a tattletale. So go out there and make the respect that you want. Which was awesome. Yeah. Don, Don has a good cause and effect uh, thing going on. Well, I thought it was a completely valid point. No, and I think it was the right thing to do. So uh, Peggy goes out there to, uh, I think, kind of make up her mind. And what does he say to her? What does Joey say to her? Yeah. 
when when she calls him into the office to say like uh, hey let's you know let's talk about this yeah okay oh no i guess no i thought he said something like you know to like seal the deal uh but she says uh you know can i see in my office and they're making uh the joey drink um and uh he asks if she wants one no no yeah she just brings him in and she's like look you know that's really lame just Go apologize. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, it's just... And he he doesn't want to do that, because then she'll know he did it. <laughs> right. Right. And he, he, he's claiming that, uh, that she has no sense of humor. And uh, and he tries to back off. He's like, whatever, I'll go apologize. And she's like, yeah, it's pretty lame. You're done. Yeah, and then when he says, uh, well, wait till Don hears, hears about this, uh, she comes back with, Don doesn't even know who you are. Yeah. Nicely done. Uh, Joey goes a little bit, uh, well, in poor taste here. He, uh, he picks up a box in uh, Peggy's office and dumps it on the floor. Uh, it was full of files, uh, probably uh, job folders that uh, she works on. Not cool, Joey. Not how you want to go out. You don't want to go out like that, pal. But uh, either way, he packs up his stuff and uh, says goodbye to Deuce Crew, too. Um, you think this is the last of Joey? I don't know. You know, it's, 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 it's really funny because the, all the characters on the show are so strong that when they leave, you always think you're going to see them again. Because we're not, we're not seeing Sal. Yeah, where is Sal, man? He's not coming back. Where is uh, Bobby Barrett and uh, Jimmy Barrett? I want to see their TV show. You know, you just, peep, you just think everyone's going to make it back. And I, I don't know if everybody will. I'm not going to miss Joey. Honestly, he's a turd. Okay. What did what did Stan say once uh, he hears that he was fired by by uh, Peggers? Oh, I don't know. What did he say? It was the power of the poontang. Oh my God, that's right. That we did, we we did we did laugh we did laugh for a little while about that one. <laughs> uh, I'm beginning to like Stan very much, though. I I have to say. I don't know why. Is this, does it take too much effort to say jerk off? Is that why you're saying this? It does. This? It does take a lot of effort. For me to say. <laughs> Joel, you gotta say it right. Joke off. I can't do that. I'm not. I'm not there. I'm not in New right. York. Right. Well, sure. Sure. Yes. Yes. Uh, we then move to the scene where um, uh, Don and uh, Doctor Fay are having a bit of a meeting, and Don, in his uh, uh, a sly, cool, slick way, uh, asks her out for dinner. Hey, let's talk about this business over dinner. Uh, she sees that that is clearly uh, a ploy, John, and uh, says that he should, you know, try a little harder than that. No, no. So they, but this is oh. like this is Don using his inside knowledge, because oh, she's okay. like, "You already asked me out." I said, "No." Why would this be different? And he's like, eh, "It just feels like the timing is right." After having, you know, heard you have a blowout argument where you told your guy friend to go crap in the ocean. I think she said shit in the ocean, John. Come on, let's let's get this right. Right, right. We're we're splitting hairs there. Well, no, we're not. Uh... <laughs> Right. Okay. So uh, she does. She did. They set up a date for Saturday. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They do. Uh, So they decide to go out, and I think uh, I think Doctor Faye has been playing hard to get. Well, no, she had a boyfriend. uh, Still, I think she's playing hard to get, man. She wanted to. She wanted to go out with Don the first time he asked. Whatever. Can we get to my favorite character in the show? Uh, fine. Cut me off, Francine. Oh, that's right. Did you see that I Twittered that I, your favorite? I, I saw that. Very nicely favorite. done. And You're she welcome. really lives up to that billing this time. Oh, she is man. just I, I, you know what? so doe-eyed. I forgot she was even in the episode. 
<laughs> I can I can see that uh-huh. as it was a completely a useless uh, scene. I mean, she's just she's trying to build up Betty, saying you guys have everything. As Betty completely continues to whine and whine and whine. She does have terrible luck with entertaining, though. As uh, I don't even know what that means. What does that mean? I don't know what that means either. Uh, the, the, we, we then get to the scene that I think everyone was a little bit surprised at, and yet not surprised at the same time. Uh, Joan and Peggy are uh, in the elevator, and uh, Peggy makes a mention to the fact that uh, she let Joey go. And uh, Joan is none too happy with that, John. None too happy at all. Well, because yeah. as Joan makes sense, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, okay, Peggy was trying to do a nice thing. She was upset because I think she kind of feels as if her and Joan could be friends in some alternate universe. Um, but it's true. Then it just looks like Joan's helpless. Like you need to, you need somebody more powerful with bigger Peggy balls to come in and save you. She handled it. Right. Right, she did. She did handle it. She did her nice little speech. You know, that, that could have been the end of it. But no. No, John. Now she just looks helpless. And, you know, Peggy is completely stunned. She never saw that coming. No, she's completely stunned. Because here, she, here she's expecting to get a, ah, oh, thanks a lot, sisterhood, right on. <laughs> what do you think about starting a band called The Spice Girls? But no, uh, that did not happen at all. It was a little sad. Uh, and I think, I think Peggy really felt bad. Because I think she, she understood what Joan was saying after she, sh- after she said it. No, yeah, she got it. She yeah. was just, again, she was surprised. She didn't think that far. Uh, we then go back to Don introspecting some more at his, uh, at his tiny little shabby desk. Uh, during this introspection, he, uh, he is picking up uh, his boxes uh, that Henry Francis has set out on the sidewalk for him, at least. Yeah, I don't know why he did I mean, did he not want Don to see the boat? He did not want Don to come into the house, John. Oh, okay. And the garage is attached to the house, and there's a door right there, and Betty's weak, John. She's weak. Because, you know, Don could have just said, you know what, just chuck it all. Because that's all he did. Maybe Don wanted to come by. See the house? Just to make sure everything's okay. Make sure he's mowing the lawn. He is. Don't worry. He's taking care of the yard. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's quite a, there's quite kind of a, a diatribe here of uh of uh of don talking pretty that much what he's saying here is I that we remember is the key to happiness is uh you know not having what you want but wanting what you've got oh my oh my i didn't even get that out of it that's awesome not having what you want but wanting what you've got i'm i'm gonna start doing that all right. I am. Uh, Don picks up his boxes and uh, kind of watches Henry Francis uh, mow the yard in, in kind of a kind of a, an annoyed kind of anger. Uh, he, he obviously knows that Don's there. He doesn't even wave or say hi. Um, Don picks up his boxes and Henry Francis continues to um, uh, struggle with the mower uh, because it's not motorized, folks. No, no, no. You got to push those bitches. Uh, Don uh, then drives back into the city and throws all his stuff away. 
because uh, he started a new life. John, it's a new chapter. He started over. He doesn't need to dwell on the past. Right. No, he's, he's moving on. He's moving on. Bigger, better things. Henry Francis then uh, comes into the house, uh, takes his shirt off because uh, he was sweating outside mowing and just walks right past Betty. Just right past her, John. Uh, he's still he's still unhappy. Well, not but now he's unhappy not just because of how she acted, but because of you know how how she still views Mr. Draper. Yes, he is aware. He's aware. Uh, we're back at Don's house. He's all dressed up for his uh, date with Faye. Uh, by the way, I, I'm I'm really not liking uh, the '60s fashion. Man, is that coat heinous, and the tie as well. <laughs> uh, we're just we're dying out here. You, know, you go from the 50s where everything was awesome to the 60s where everything is like a, it's like you're a carpet salesman. I don't, I don't like it. But he's still, you know, he's still boozing it up, but just in a more, you know, the way you would think you would. You know, a little, little liquid courage, you know, a little. Now, in a, in a controlled way. Yeah. John, can I ask you this? Tell me. When I, uh, when I hear people talk about the alcoholism. Yeah. Um, they talk about how, you know, you can't, you can't have an, I mean, you're done. Right. One more dr- drink opens the door back up, and you're done. Right. And so, was Don not an alcoholic? Was he just overdoing it? Is that what we're saying? That, I mean, that's that's a great question. It um, it will remain to be seen if he continues to struggle with this down the road, uh, and it comes and goes. But uh, you know, it may have been more of a depression where he was yeah. using alcohol than necessarily alcoholism. I gotcha. I gotcha. I think I think we can safely say that. Well, we'll see how the next episode goes, but. Um, we, we, we then we then uh, we then are at the restaurant sitting outside with Faye and Don and uh, they are um, they're they're fairly matched I must say you mean what in the heinous clothing department well no John no that's I, I, you could say that but uh, no in the um, in the brain department if you will oh she's a sharp cookie she is a sharp knife in the drawer John ouch I poked myself uh, <laughs> That wasn't really? even funny. Really? I'm sorry. That wasn't even funny. I'm not even drinking tonight. I, I, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll edit this out. No, I won't. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> uh, what's, the, what's the little... Oh, well, well, she talks about um, that her dad was a two-bit gangster who, who ran a candy store. Yeah, we, that was, we got an email that said, that, you know, back in the day in New York, all the candy stores, like, were that. Were, you know, kind of bookies, ran numbers. I, I believe it. I believe it. Now we got OTB off track betting on every corner. It's awesome. Uh, I don't know. Uh, and then uh, she tells this little uh, this this little um, fable that I, I know, but now I can't remember. Oh, the, the the jacket fable, the sun and the wind. Yes, yes, everybody knows it. You learned this in school as a child. Um, that uh, there's this uh, the sun and the wind had a bet. Of who could get the man to take his coat off? That's right. And the and wind, the wind blows as hard as he can to try to get the guy's like jacket to just blow off of him. But all it does is uh, get get the man to put the jacket on tighter, and you know because he's cold. And then the sun comes out and just warms the little guy to death, not to death, till he's happy. And then he takes his coat off and he throws it over his shoulder. And I guess the moral of the story is you get more flies with honey, John. That's right. That's right. Kindness and persuasion will overwhelm brute force. Indeed. Indeed. I don't know how Don had never heard that story before. And, uh, you know, he, he, uh, he gets him some wine. 
and they're looking forward to a nice night. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, does, does anything else really happen? No. Well, they talk a little bit about the party. You know, Don's, she says, you know, if it's a bad day, you look at the calendar, you look for a, a big day coming up. Mm-hmm. And Don's like, you know, my kid's birthday's tomorrow, and I can't go. You know, and that's 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 another uh, surprising thing. This this season, we've really seen Don start to uh, tell people things, especially Faye here. Yes, who he's already discussed his children with. That's right. Remember in the earlier episode. That's right, and he even says, like, you know, the little one doesn't even know Don is his dad, and maybe that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's pretty amazing, right? Yeah. Pretty pretty nice. Um. Oh, we forgot that the fable was in a, in a roundabout way asking Don for his coat. So he gets up and romantically puts his ugly-ass coat over her shoulders. You think he just wanted to take that coat off? That's my guess. Uh, we, we then uh, get in the cab uh, to go home, and, uh, man, the, 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 the tension is just all a little bit too much, and uh, they have to start making out, John. And I'll tell you what. What's that? I'm not a I'm not a love doctor. Don't get me wrong, I'm not. Uh, but man, if Faye was into it. Oh yeah, yeah. No, the cabs have been good to Don this uh, this week. Into it. Moral of the story, gentlemen out there um, in the city, start taking more cabs. <laughs> it's only gonna end well. But she's uh, you know she's anxious to get a little bit more uh, close and personal. Don's like, whoa, no, hey, no. whoa, whoa, yeah. way, hey. Uh, Don says, I'm just not I'm not ready for that. I'm not. I'm probably going to wake up with a uh, with a diner waitress tomorrow, and it'll be awkward. So uh, I'm going to take you home. Great move. Is that how that went? Yeah. Not exactly. Not exactly. But uh, so he does the right thing. He takes her home. He gets up in the morning by himself. He's still struggling a little bit. You know, it's 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 tough to get back in the swing of things. But we see him then in the pool, and he's. Uh, He's keeping up with the other guys, you know. Things are starting to, things are starting to gel a little bit, you know. He'll be all right. He's turning it around, and then we. Um, I think this is. I, was, I think this is a little bit of a contrast to what we saw with Duck last week. You know, last week Duck has him down, and Don's just like, whatever, Uncle. You know, and here that here he he's turning it on. A little competition, oh. a little spark, some spirit. Hey, ho! I like it. I like it. I do. And that, thing, that energy carries I, over to the birthday party. It's like it does, John. I didn't see this kid. coming. I did not see a birthday coming, my friend. I thought he was just gonna not go, but he did. And one thing I'm glad about is we get to see Francine again. Barely. She kind of really blends into the carpet with that dress. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Why we love her. Uh, Betty uh, does the right thing. She uh, doesn't freak out or throw her drink at anyone or start slapping the rest of the children in the room. She goes over and she picks up Baby Jean, and, uh, who is a warlock, don't you forget, and takes, uh, takes a little guy over to Don. Uh, Don has brought an elephant uh, stuffed animal, which uh, let's not, let's be fair. Kids love elephants, John. Is that right? Oh, it's, an, uh, it's undeniable truth right there. But yeah, but, uh, but I think, I, I don't know. Do you think Betty is really like kind of cool with it? And she's like, yes, I have everything so he can have this. Or, I think if nothing else, she plays it cool. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's about the most you can hope for. It's the most adult we've seen her act in this entire uh, uh, program. And by program, I mean every episode that's ever aired. Was the, was the no, um, 
Was the no music weird? No. Oh, yeah, a lot of people commented on the fact that there was absolutely no music at the end. Um, maybe. I would have just looped happy birthday. Aw. Yeah, that's what I would have done. <laughs> that's why I don't work in television. And that's, uh, Paul, that's the show. All right. I'm glad. Uh, John, we had a crazy, crazy week. Uh, lots of emails, lots of stuff going on. Uh, can I open the mailbag? Oh, we're going to have to. It's ripping at the seams. It is ripping at the seams, John. Uh, so I'll go ahead and do it. Very nice. And as always, we get a few emails from the, the previous show, as well as ones for this one. Uh, so we'll, you know, we'll start out with uh, the previous show. Our friend Kathy from West Vancouver. Vancouver, West my Vancouver. friend. Have, oh, man, is that Canada? Canadians, yes. <laughs> well, shit. Uh, now she, she points out, and I don't know how you missed this. I'm going to put this one on you. That uh, last time Duck actually makes a statement that uh, Tampax, they're really up there. Uh, I didn't. I, I didn't want to. No, you were passing yeah, on that on purpose. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. Yeah. No, I just I just forgot to do it. And uh, you know, also points out how Duck can deliver such lines as "Baby, baby, I need you so bad." Uh, hey, man, that would have brought me back. <laughs> points out he is in fact a hot mess. Uh, our friend uh, Terry really uh, just found the, the whole performance last time by uh, John Hamm and uh, uh, Moss. Excellent. Um, feels like uh, Roger is on his way to peeing his pants a la Freddie Rumpson. Where's Freddie, by the way? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he, there's been plenty of opportunity for Freddie to jump into a scene, and he, he seems to be nowhere to be found. Do you think like the today him and, uh, him, him and Danny were arm wrestling? Yes. He'd win that one. I don't know. Uh, thanks, Terry. Uh, Jeanette from Maryland writes in, says, loved the, loved the last episode, was the favorite of her season. A lot of people thought last week was the best. That was a good one. And uh, thinks that Peggy's going to wind up with a drunk. That's just the way it's going to be. No, um, no, Peggy will be fine. Yeah, I think she'll be okay. Yeah. Uh, and that you should, uh, you should, if you learned anything, you should watch for duck poop wherever you sit. Oh, I do. Uh, da Danielle from uh, Massachusetts writes in and says, uh, if you could keep the indeeds down, on the show. Now, I've heard uh, other things that people like the Indeeds. We're going to have to play with that. A lot of people... Um, wait, who who was this that wrote in? Uh, Daniel. Okay, Danny. Uh, a lot of people like the Indeeds. You're not the only one listening to the show, all right, pal? All right? I'm talking to only you now. Very good. Are you French, by the way, Dan? What? Anyway, no, go, go ahead. Uh, our friend Ken uh, wrote in with uh, three things for this episode. Uh, he thought the, the, the cab scenes were remarkable. Uh, he feels that there's going to be a spin-off of Mad Men called Full Metal Douche, uh, which follows the douche crew through basic oh. training and their first tour of duty in Da Nang. I thought that was pretty yes. funny. Or, or maybe uh, a douche platoon. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, I like it he had some predictions for like the upcoming shows and some of the big historical events that would be going on. And uh, actually thought that uh, the first U.S. spacewalk would be involved. Missed that one. But um, uh, upcoming things, you know, the Vietnam War is going to be a big part of this, riots and so forth. Um, and we'll see how that goes. So appreciate oh, it. Yeah. Thanks so much. Uh, Laura, Laura writes in and says that she thinks the firm is going to split. We're going to have Don, Peggy, and Roger versus Lane and Pete. You know, I got to disagree. Yeah, no split up? No split. All right. Everybody, we can have, we have predictions. They haven't all come true. 
It's in, indeed, most of them have, but whatever. <laughs> uh, Crystal writes in. Crystal had a lot of uh, a lot of things to say. She likes Kate's insight. She likes your use of indeed. So there we go. A direct opposition mm-hmm. to Daniel. Uh, she had some things that, she, that maybe we missed last time. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. She thought that uh, Peggy. Cr- wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you reading her email in 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 in, in entire its entirety, John? I don't read any emails in their entirety. We don't. Have I would time. like you to. We, I would. I know you don't, don't have time. time, but I'd like. I think all our listeners would be more than happy to hear this one in at least its first part. Uh, in its completion. So I'll go ahead and read it. A couple of cookies. Paul, you do not under any circumstances say uh, it should stop saying indeed. I'm going to start making indeed, in quotes, my new drinking game. John, I kind of love you. I have a mini crush on you and would have your babies. But not only, wait, but only if they didn't look like baby Jean. You never know how you they're going to come almost, out. You, you almost... I can't read. You get almost everything right in the podcast. And then she says to Kate, uh, do not let the boys kick you off another episode. Well, we did it again. Uh, <laughs> you are far too insightful to be relegated uh, to a few mentions by Paul during the podcast. Uh, you must attend in person and stand up for the ladies. Henry Francis is handsome. No. Um, so, uh, Crystal, uh, if I could just take a moment uh, and, and, and speak to only you. Um, so let's just break this down. Um, do you want to have John's babies? Weird. Uh, Kate is the most amazing thing on the episode. And all I'm able to do is say indeed. <laughs> That's all I get. All I get is indeed. I host this damn show. John, I'm done. Are you done? That's all I wanted to do. Moving on. I'm not happy, Crystal. <laughs> you and Paul, Paul's just, you're flat out asking for more compliments. I am. Okay. <laughs> There is that enough? Very good. Well, uh, thank you. Now here's here's one. Here's where somebody actually agreed with you. Jim and Sandy wrote, wrote in and said they were thinking the same thing about smirking Stephanie last time. That thank she you. always smirks. Finally, that's somebody. what you said. Somebody something. Uh, thank you, our, Jim our, Sandy. Our friend, a friend of the show, Phil from Vermont, said the yes, same indeed. thing. Thank you, Phil. Stephanie's a smug smirker. Bam. Now I want you to know. That we we did have a Frenchie right in. Are you kidding me? I'm not. The balls on this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, not 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 a uh, France resident, but a French Canadian. Vanessa, oh, another okay, Vancouverian, right. uh, oh, writes in and said, you know that uh, you know you've targeted the French. From, so are you saying that it's not French Canadians that you're going after? Uh, that's a secondary. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I got a long way to go before we get to you guys. <laughs> um, well, thanks, Vanessa. He writes in, uh, apparently, say there's, there's such a small volume of uh, great places to eat in New York that it's very likely you run into your ex, uh, as Betty and Don did at the Italian place. Uh, it says he couldn't write in last time because he was too busy trying to fit his boat in his garage. Ugh. Um, and uh, Aisha writes in, says that she loved the Blankenship this episode. She is, she's definitely grown on me. I gotta say, they've oh, has she they, finally? I think so they, she's, no, they've written her right. She is a genius. I, no, well, I think that they, they've written her humor better than just complete stupid. Blankenship, you're a genius. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I mean, even a little thing like, um, can I, uh, you know, it's your it's your son Bobby's birthday, and he's like, no, it's Jean's. He's like, well, would you like me to buy him or her a gift? 
<laughs> yes! Blankenship for the win! That was great. Uh, she liked seeing um, she liked seeing Henry put uh, Betty's ass in check, Peggy growing some balls. Uh, really not feeling Joan in this episode. I was kind of annoyed by her. Um, oh, I wasn't annoyed. I feel bad for her. Yeah, I kind of did too. Yeah. Um, Brian in Richmond writes in that uh, uh, he was the one that mentioned the, the, the uh, Greg Harris, kind of the thick upper lip. Kind of agree with that. Yeah. Um, Likes the old school uh, uh, swimming pool. Really feel really feels like a parallel. Now, I, did you watch The Sopranos? I know. See, I didn't. I missed that as well. And he's he's and I've heard this actually from other people. He's drawn a real strong, um, especially over the last couple episodes, likeness between Tony and Don. Uh, all right. And uh, you know you're going to get you're going to get uh, some real good behavior, and you're going to be ingratiated. And then next week he'll just be a complete ass again. Right. Um, and and he's he's wondering when we're going to start taking bets on how long uh, Dr. Greg lasts in Vietnam. I'm taking him right now. Send it in. You're taking the bets? Yeah, I'm taking him. Very good. We just got a, a friend, Adrian, wrote in, said that he's going to uh, stop hating uh, Betty Draper, uh, January Jones, and says Paul is right. People start to need start need to start easing off. Oh, God, I can't believe I just said Paul is right. That's right, buddy. Join the club. It's coming on fast. <laughs> You can't, you can't do anything about it. You can't. I, you can't deny it, John. You can't deny it. I make perfect sense. Perfect. Uh, our friend uh, Hannah writes in and says that when I uh, look at Madman, I always see the way everyone lives in secrecy, hiding their true desires and feelings, and uh, subjugating them to cultural norms. I, it's pretty. It's true. That's how life is. John, are you hiding your feelings? Is that what you're saying? Yes. They're, they're are you hi- giving in to cultural norms? They're hidden. I'm, <laughs> I'm normal. Right. You are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you, you're not, thank you indeed. Thank and you. And our, our last one, uh, our friend uh, Adrian sends uh, another uh, Canadian whiskey-inspired email saying that uh, oh, you know, again, just loving the episode. Um, you know, liked like the journal, like the narrating aspect of the, and I did too. I mean, again, that was really different. Um, yeah, no, no, that was good. And uh, you know, kind of hate loved uh, with Joan. Uh, as far as like you know what she's doing what she's going through um, with her husband leaving and everything like that and uh, you know still seeing Betty as a pretty petulant little child but uh, as always loving the emails thanks everybody oh my god we love them the best John and I'll tell you where you can send them uh, if you're feeling like you need John and I to know what you're thinking because we want to know what you're thinking because you guys are pretty smart especially when you agree with me so You can send them to staff at madmenrecap.com. That's all it takes. And you know what? It goes to both Dr. John and Paul. So you don't have to worry. I read them, kind of. Um, And if you don't want to do that, if you want to share it, if you want to share your knowledge, your insight, your genius with just about everybody that listens to our show, which is in the billions, um, just go over to Facebook. That's right. Facebook Mad Men Recap. You can join our group. And uh, I'll tell you what, we got some great people over there, John. Oh, it's fantastic. They never fail to surprise and delight me. Actually, a friend of the show, Tanya, has started up a couple of discussion points on the discussion tab. If anybody wants to join in. I know you and I have joined in. Absolutely. Little secret, everybody. Um, John actually was in New York uh, this weekend. Uh, We had a little uh, Mad Men recap um, meetup. And by that, I mean John and I met up. But it was exciting. It was a pretty good turnout. We both showed up. Um, <laughs> it was. It was a great visit. I had a lot of fun. Uh, I'm, I was glad you were able to make it up, John. So, yes, if, if you felt a strange aura in the city this, this weekend, yeah, John was here. 
and uh, it was a uh, great time. But if you still want to get to the get to the show and let us know how you're feeling, and you don't like the Facebook, you find it a little weird. It's not your thing. Uh, we're looking for all of the great feedback we can get at the iTunes. We're up to 62 ratings. Uh, Cellar Door and Luxy Lou both wrote in five stars. Like the show. Thanks so much. And uh, we have the website, which is we do we. Uh, MadmenRecap.com. That's right. You can go there and listen to the episodes. Every episode is posted. Uh, you can also uh, leave a comment on the uh, little comment thing under the uh, the post for each episode. For example, and or oh, okay. I was going to say. For example, we got one this week on our comments. Anthony okay. writes in and asks, "How can Cooper have a beard if he lost his balls?" Oh, I think that's directed completely at you, Doctor John. Oh, it was. Okay, absolutely. Sorry. Um, and just as the quick answer, if he had the beard before he lost him, it's going to stay. Fascinating. Yes. John, I've got to go. I know. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's everything. Oh, you can also leave us a voicemail, but no one seems to care. You can do it on the side if you want. I mean, I'm sure your voices are beautiful. I'd love to hear them. Uh, John. The live, the uh, live I'm, tweeting. I'm, one last thing. Oh, God damn it. We, we live tweet too. You should check that out. Mad Men, Mad Men recap on Twitter. Uh, it's it's insightful. We actually have a lot of awesome people uh, tweet, and I try to re- retweet everything. Um, we had some really good ones this week, and uh, we'd love to see you on there next week because we check them and retweet them, and it's really a lot of fun. So check it out, um, John. We're 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 like an hour and ten minutes. Are you done? In. No, I'm not. I I love to hear myself talk. <laughs> Well, All right, buddy. We will see you next week. Sounds good. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.